Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio, 103.9 FM and AM 930. It is great to join you another Friday evening where we are set to continue to muse over the Christian and Catholic faith. I do really want to welcome each and every one of you who are taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here in the friendly confines of Chico, California, and especially for those who are tuning in by way of podcast in the countries of Canada, Uh, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, Portugal, France, Spain, Italy, Croatia, the Ukraine I see on the grid, India, China, Turkey, and Africa, Kenya, Nigeria. Welcome to all of you again uh, for joining me this evening in our, well, briefer reflection on the Catholic faith. If you are a faithful listener, you know that I have been doing this, well, now for almost, oh, let's see here, since 2006, so for almost 13 years, huh? And in those 13 years, we have covered a lot of ground. And let's see here, it was probably about two months ago, two and a half months ago, where I decided to set aside this Friday evening, uh, an evening where we would be together for approximately 15 minutes, reflecting upon some aspect that hit me from this past week. And uh, that being said, over this past week, as we have been hearing a lot about Christ the King preparing for the new liturgical season to begin with Advent this Sunday, I personally was being made to consider just not Christ the King, uh, but other kings, huh? And how maybe we might gain insight into Christ's kingship by way of other kings. What do I mean? Uh, The story is told of Alexander the Great, that one day, upon heading home from a victorious battle, his caravan came upon a beggar, a beggar by the roadside who asked for a copper coin. Now, initially, the courtier sent him away. But King Alexander intervened and asked what the poor man wanted. The courtier said, a copper coin. After looking at the man, he returned to his carriage to grab a bag of coins. He returned to the beggar and gave him a bag of gold coins. The courtier was surprised by this gift and commented, Sir, a copper coin would have adequately met the beggar's need and desire. Why give him gold? Alexander responded, As a king responds, A copper coin would suit the beggar's need, but gold coins suit Alexander's giving. My dear friends, so often we go to God in our prayer asking for one thing, and God desires to give us so much more. In order for us to receive this more that God wants to give us, sometimes he responds with a no or not yet. When God answers our prayer with no or not yet, we have to be willing to accept this answer, mindful that Behind every no is an immeasurable greater yes. We often say hindsight is 20-20. If only I knew, I would not have acted in that way, right? (laughs) Well, accepting God's no as an answer to our prayer is 
Faith's 2020. You see, God's no helps us to avoid acting in that way, if you will. Why? Because God is a father who is always looking out for his best interest, which, oh, by the way, in prayer, we quickly discover is our best interest too. You see, my friends, if parents are always on the lookout in what's best for their children long term, which means saying no and not yet from time to time, then how much more should we enter into the wonder of the Father's no when it is an exercise of the greatness of his love? Just as we need to be in relationship with our parents to understand the reasons behind their no, all the more do we need to be in relationship with our Father to better understand the reasons behind His no. How do we do this? But, of course, through the reading of sacred scripture, the reading of the wisdom of the saints, and certainly in increasing our own conversation with God in prayer. Uh, Maybe we can put this another way. God is actually always saying yes to us. It is just a matter of us coming to better understand what the yes is for, and what that yes means, huh? Brothers and sisters in Christ, as we muse on this theme of Christ's kingship and what it means in our own relationship with his kingship, we should always be mindful that the Son of God left this world with a crown, but a crown that very few understood. It was the crown given to a king who shows us how to fight the good fight, how to keep the faith, how to persevere in the race marked out for you, for me, for each and every one of us, so that we might finish the course, as 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, as well as Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Our crucified King has revealed to us that doing the Father's will is not the road most traveled, but as it has been coined, less traveled. And if we are going to share in this great mystery of doing the Father's will, then we must seek out the deeper wisdom that lies behind the no. This deeper wisdom is the confident assurance that by accepting God's no, we are what? But saying yes to the riches of God that far exceed the value of any copper coin. (laughs) or for that matter, gold coin, because they do not belong to any kingdom of this world, but to the everlasting kingdom. And of course, these riches consist in the actual sharing of God's very life and the treasures His grace provides for us. Incidentally, my friends, as we continue this reflection, if we are going to better understand the kingdom of God in sacred scripture and how we might share in this kingdom, I think we ought to turn to the early Christian thinker Origen. This, at least, is what Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI did in his first volume in Jesus of Nazareth. The kingdom of God ought to be seen in three dimensions. First, that it is, in the words of Origen, Christological. That is to say that Jesus brings forth the kingdom of God in person. Hmm? Christ is the kingdom of God incarnate, bringing to us the kingdom in person. Benedict XVI says in the light of this that the kingdom is not a geographical dominion like worldly kingdoms, 
Indeed, it is a person. It is he. In this language, Benedict continues, the phrase kingdom of God is itself a veiled Christology. By the way in which he speaks of the kingdom of God, Jesus leads men to realize the overwhelming fact that in him, God himself is present among them, that he is God's presence, that he carries God's presence with him wherever he goes. And my dear friends, when we read in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, that he is knocking on the door of our heart, and that he desires to go into us. This is what he does by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit in the sacrament of baptism. He goes into us. Remember, Jesus did not just baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but he says, baptize into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is a threshold, and that threshold is our humanity as his divinity passes through our very humanity and into our very souls. Huh? Now, there is a second way of looking at the significance of the kingdom of God. And that is what Origen called the mystical way or the mystical interpretation. And in one particular reflection on prayer, Origen says this, those who pray for the coming of the kingdom of God pray without any doubt, for the kingdom of God that they contain in themselves, and they pray that this kingdom might bear fruit and attain its fullness. For in every holy man it is God who reigns. So if we, origin continues, want God to reign in us, his kingdom to be in us, then sin must not be allowed in any way to reign in our mortal body. So, Benedict explains, and I echo, the basic idea here, my friends, is clear. The kingdom of God is not to be found on any map. It is not a kingdom after the fashion of a worldly kingdom. It is located in man's inner being. It grows and radiates outward from the most inner space. So once we understand that Christ is king and contains within himself the kingdom of God, then we can better understand that the second dimension out from the Christological is mystical, which is to simply say it is the dimension of the interior life. Right? I earlier talked about how King Alexander's way can act like a prism, and it does. But in the end, it's going to fall grossly short <laughs> of the deeper reality of who Christ is. Yet, as it does, it can still point towards, right? All right, how about this third dimension? Well, the third dimension of the interpretation of the kingdom of God, well, we can call that ecclesiastical. Ecclesiastical is just a fancy word for the way of the church, the study of the church. In the words of Benedict XVI, the kingdom of God and the church are related in different ways and certainly brought into more or less close proximity. And we can say that is true first and foremost in light of what? But the sacramental life of the church, right? If the kingdom of God is Christological, Christ-centered, and the kingdom of God is mystical, the way of prayer, how we might enter into a deeper relationship with God, then, well, yeah, if the kingdom of God is ecclesiastical, 
and the kingdom of God and the church are brought into close proximity by way of what is Christological and mystical, then yeah, it's the sacramental life. Because by receiving the sacramental life, do we go deeper in Christ as Christ goes deeper in us, and do we enter into the dynamism of uh, the mystical way, right? So certainly in its sacramental identity, and also we should add here for sure, there is a regal function here, huh? Which is to say that the kingdom of God has a king, and that king has given keys to a prime minister to govern his kingdom, and that, and that prime minister was Peter. And over the course of 2,000 years, and many popes later, here we are, still yet with a pope who contains within his pocket the keys to the kingdom of heaven, right? So there is this regal dimension, this dimension of governance, all right? Okay, so my friends, as we wrap up our reflection for this evening, we spoke to the importance of a king's riches and how we might discover these riches by embracing God's will. And out from that, we looked at these three dimensions that I think might help us better understand the pathway to how to better say yes to God. Amen? Amen. All right, let us close with a word of prayer. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen? And God bless you.